0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. in. hey, hey, we got to talk today about the Clippers game three with the Phoenix Sun. We've had some really good basketball games. We really have. I mean, yesterday, the Trae Young 49 point game, I said, I said on this channel yesterday, Bucks in five. I said that. And it can still happen. But I said, out of respect, the reason I'm not picking a sweep and the reason that I even potentially lean Bucks in six is just for one man. And that man's name is Trae Young. Bogdanovich was banged up, right? Trae Young. Has to do that. He has to do what he did yesterday. I said 50-point game, Trey Young's is a joke. And he goes for 49 points. He has to do that for them to win games. They barely win that game. Both teams push three-point shooting. We could talk more on that for tomorrow's game two of that series. But game three of this series is going to be a lot. And and honestly, credit to the Clippers. On the road in two games, being very competitive in that last game. Almost stole the game. Had no business being there. The final 90 seconds, scoring five points, right? Getting right back into it with a lead. Should have potentially won if... Paul George can hit those two free throw attempts the first time in Paul George's career that he misses back-to-back free throw attempts ever in his career for a guy who came to the line for a close to 90% free throw shooting. We're going to get into all that and more. We're going to talk about the betting lines, the betting lines that I like in this one. Yesterday, the, the Milwaukee minus eight was not great. At one point, they were up seven, somewhat late, but was not a great one, right? But overall, having some success in this postseason still positive. So we'll talk about the betting life for this game, a spot that I have on this one. We will also talk about player props. I've placed four player props today, and then obviously DFS and priorities from there. I'm very energized today. Happy National Handshake Day. I wish I can dap all you motherfuckers up out there right now. So dap you up through the screen. Happy National Handshake shake day your boy got a new haircut i'm still trying to find a fantastic barber but this is the best one i found so far and uh yeah it's not the highest of high fades but we'll take it it's feeling good for the first time in like a month of actually getting some haircuts not only that i got this energy sometimes you get this energy that just exudes and you're feeling really good in the mornings maybe it's a little bit of caffeine making you fucking high and getting all your adrenaline going but also my parents are flying in they're flying in to visit a new place so i'm pumped about that we can get some of that stuff in the vlog if you want to check that stuff out but Let's talk about it. Let's start on this one on the Clipper side of the ball. We'll go through the minutes momentarily. But Paul George, yes, he was double-teamed most of the game. He's been great. He's been an offensive weapon for them. He only scored 26 in this game. A lot of them came late for him. He misses the two free throws. He shoots 43% in the game. It definitely doesn't come down to those two free throw attempts. Like, that's not the only reason why they were there at that point in the game. He got them to that point in the game. But, yes, missing both of them stinks, even if he just make one. Obvi- probably the dunk doesn't happen on the other side. There's maybe a different play call. But you're definitely not losing if the dunk does happen on a two-point play. Going through some more players on this side of the ball, Pat Beverly was fantastic in this one. I mean, he was fantastic. If you're a Clippers fan, if you're on the Clippers, if you're a fan of anybody else, especially Devin Booker's nose in the Suns, you're probably really mad. You're probably really angry. You're probably saying this is dirty, Pat Beverly. He he's a dirty player out there. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he just plays physical. It's similar to P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, who's really good friends with Kevin Durant, playing insanely physical defense. This is the playoffs. I mean, yes, breaking people's noses is probably not the best way to go, but playing physical defense is the playoffs. He held Booker to 5 of 16, shooting 31%, and he forced not all of them, but Booker. There's only nine turnovers in this game for the Suns. Booker had seven of them. So two games ago when Stephen A. is saying, you know, just for ratings, but for the most part overreacting, that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. He is a fantastic player. He is a lengthy guard who is getting better on defense and can shoot. I see the comparisons to Kobe, but not a x amount all-star MVP. Right? We get that part. But this is the other reason why, right? It's because these games can go back and forth. It's not as consistent. And he had a really bad game in this one because a lot of that was – Mr. Pat Bev. also five personal fouls you can see some frustration out of Devin Booker let's pull up some of the minutes now for these Clippers and talk about Luke Kennard's minutes uh Luke Kennard right to now I'm projecting four. if I scroll down just 12 minutes of play I'm not shocked to see more though Luke Kennard saw a lot of run in the second half he saw 13 second half minutes after playing just five five and a half first half minutes so he was on pace to play about 10 to 12 minutes in this game. As we've been saying all postseason long, like when Luke Kennard went 7 of 9 in the past series in Game 1, I believe, against Utah. And he ends up playing a lot of minutes because he's shooting 7 of 9 overall and like 5 of 6 from 3. If Luke Kennard is scoring, he will stay on the court. It's as simple as that. He doesn't offer much in the defensive end, so when he's not scoring, when he's not shooting three or four from three-point range, why is he out there? He's not playing defense, he's not giving you something, and he's not hot from three. You can't keep him out there from a plus-minus standpoint. Well, Kennard in this one closed out the last about 13 minutes. He checked in and out in the last like couple seconds or so, but let's just call he closed out the game the last 13 minutes. He was plus eight during that time because he had 10 fourth-quarter points, and oh yeah, more shooting equals more minutes, 13 second-half minutes in this game. I'm projecting him for 12 minutes in this game because he was on pace for about that in the last game because I'm not projecting him. To score 10 points in a quarter and stay on the court and close out the rest of the game now there was very strange rotations in this game and after the game there was some pressers and some interviews and it, it kind of seemed like a fatigue issue but Nicholas Batum did not start in this one they opted to start big and they ended up going with Zubak and then after that Batum was been a major piece for them only played 16 minutes Terrence Mann only plays 19 minutes, obviously a massive piece in Game 6 to come back and get them to the series against Utah, avoiding that Game 7. My belief is that, like I said last time, give Cousins less minutes with Marcus Morris back. That's what happened, 4 minutes, and honestly, those 4 minutes were not great overall. Cousins played 4 minutes in that last game, and was minus 2. But now my belief is play less Rondo. Rondo is shooting 40% in the postseason at the rim. You might have seen Rondo make 2 out of four threes in that last game, and that's actually pretty decent, but no defense is being played. He does not actually orchestrate an offense he does not create his own shot so he's not doing much out there for you and when he's not finishing at the rim where where, what are you doing he's a decent rebounding guard maybe he picks up a couple of assists in a game but he's not doing much out there for you I believe you see more Terrence Mann out there. I believe you see more Nicholas Batum. And the big reason why I think you see more Nicholas Batum in this one, outside of maybe the fatigue thing, is Chris Paul is returning for the series, right? Chris Paul is returning now, and Chris Paul is going to dominate, absolutely destroy. Did you see Trey Young yesterday against Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez? Destroying them, forcing them off the court. Forced Brooke Lopez off the court, off them. In the pick-and-roll offense. Well, outside of Trey Young, the second best, if not the best, probably the best overall, is Chris Paul over the last 10 years in the pick and roll offense. And he's going to dominate Zubak or any big, definitely DeMarcus Cousins. I don't see him playing today. So I think Zubak is going to play less run. I think a lot of people out there today are going to project Zubak for 30-plus minutes like he played last game, maybe even 28 minutes. I'm giving Zubak today 22 minutes to play. That might seem aggressive to you. Chris Paul will force this man off the court. I expect Chris Paul to play big minutes. So if Chris Paul is out there for 38 minutes, there's a real chance Zubak can't be out there for... Most, if not all of those minutes with Chris Paul, because their play calling is going to be set up to pick and roll, get into the lane, make Zubak commit. Bam. There goes eight in four easy buckets. Zubak doesn't commit. Bam. There's a floater or a, an eight footer for Chris Paul. And Zubak is too big. He's going to be on ice skates. We've seen this in past series. And then Zubak quickly goes from playing, oh, he played 24 minutes to, oh, he's playing only six, eight, 10 minutes. That's going to happen pretty quick here. So get the edge in right now. If Zubak starts, it gives you a little bit more security for his minutes. Maybe you give him 24 in a minute's projection. Right now I have Zubak, I believe, projected for 22 minutes of play. That is correct. He's in a player pool for me. But I think a lot more people are going to be overhyping Zubak because of his 34-minute game the last time out. There's a This is a different series now with Chris Ball. This is different defensively to how to guard that and Zubak is the worst way to guard that so Rondo needs to get less run I think you get more shot creation out of man like we mentioned and uh, play creation I have Rondo at 14 minutes not the overall run that he saw last game out there which was 17 the game before that playing over 20 minutes of play so I think Rondo sees a little bit more or a little less run in this one. And because I think Rondo sees last run, we can talk about my first player prop today. You can tail these ones or take whichever ones you want. They're linked down below over on prize picks. You just take the over unders. It's legal in a lot of states, New York, Florida. Uh, I say that because those states don't have a lot of legal size sports betting, but over under Rondo under fifteen and a half fantasy points is where I'm at on that one. I'll take it. Last time it didn't work out for us, I believe he went slightly over that number. I think he's going to slowly see less minutes, especially if you're going to put Chris Paul out there for 36 to 38 minutes today. Even more of a reason to not have Rondo out there. Even more of a reason to have more Pat Bev out there, more Batum out there from a defensive standpoint. These wings that can actually guard and switch. Rondo is not one of those. So we'll take the under 15 and a half. If you want to use the code SAL when you sign up, you can take that bet and some of the other ones we talk about throughout the video. Just use the code SAL. There's a link in the description below. They'll give you a free bet. Free bets to play with. Once you deposit any, you get a free deposit matchup to whatever you put in. And you have a couple of free bets to play with. So why not? It's a limited time offer only. So check it out. It is linked down below. That is Price Picks, the sponsor of the program that code Sal. I say, I'll let them know. Which came from me, your boy. So the Clippers in this series, in this game, were fine. They shot 45% from three. They shot 24 free throw attempts, which is good to see. Playing aggressive, 75% from the line, but because i'm expecting chris paul to be back like they're saying at this point and to play full run again it wasn't an injury it was just covid which did not seem to affect him symptom wise so i don't think it's that big of a deal i'm giving batum the start here at 32 minutes so we'll see what happens so i'm projecting batum and if it changes we'll update it over on patreon we'll update the projections the ranks all that type of stuff the optimizer but i'm giving batum 32 minutes of play right now and i'm giving zubak only 22 Terrence man i'm giving up to 22 only at 19 last night so you can see the minutes on the screen right now my interest on this team would be in this order Pat Beverly. Will I think he plays even more minutes to guard Booker in this one and or Chris Paul. So Pat Beverly has a value play at $3,200 is my number one interest. Number two for me is going to be one... Paul George. And then after Paul George, a lot of guys just kind of fall into place here as not as great options for me at their current price points. They're just all in a player pool, right? You have Zubak, Rondo, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Terrence Man, Batum. all these guys are just in a player pool after that for me. If I had to pick one, I would go Reggie Jackson three, Marcus Morris four, and then give and take if Zubak starts, we get a little bit more interest there. So we did have that Rondo prop and on the opposite side of it. I'm gonna take the over fourteen fantasy points on Pat bev who I just said is my favorite point per dollar clipper at least right now. It's him and Paul George. I have Pat Beb for eight 18.52 fantasy points he's at 14 we'll take the over there i currently have rondo at 12.4 fantasy points like i said we'll take the under there so those are the two that i have on the clipper side we can talk about the ones on the sun side as we get into that and we're gonna get into it right now appreciate you still being here so like and subscribe do those things we didn't go live yesterday my parents are coming today but i plan to go live later today around 6 p.m east coast time 5 p.m over on my texas time so let's talk about phoenix in that last game i mean it was campaign night It was campaign night, and uh, it was a big campaign night. This is how insane campaign was in that last game. He shot 50%, 12 of 24. He had nine assists. So as fantastic, efficient shooting-wise, getting involved, the playmakers, zero turnovers. You go out there, as somebody who's not known as being the most efficient guard, right, especially when it comes to turnovers, campaign goes out there, 29 points, 9 assists, on 50% shooting, 0 turnovers. He played 37 and a half minutes, but now he's going to be a pure backup. But this is insane. Like, this is a guy now who's going to go to the second unit, give some juice to the second unit run, and it just makes it even harder now when the depth is going to be there instead of on the Clippers' side, obviously no Kawhi, banged up players, to now the depth going there on the Phoenix side. You're putting Chris Paul in the game, and you're going to give 16 to 20 minutes, depending on how much Paul plays, to now campaign off the bench with that second unit. It's just getting very difficult. And when campaign's going up against Rondo and Luke Kennard in the second minute, he's gonna start to cook those guys if he's gonna be playing like this campaign like we said cp3 is going to return and as you can see i'm projecting full run 38 minutes out of cp3 he was the better player in that Denver series when he was healthy than one devin booker i mean he's been the better player all series long or all year long than devin booker booker has some of these spike games but if you're just talking about the actual what he brings to the team from an assist percentage from a consistency shooting percentage he's been better than devin booker this year right devin booker gets a lot of hype he gets the big recognition he's the younger player but chris paul has been the the overall anchor of this team since the playoffs i've Started on May twenty second. Chris Paul shooting fifty four percent, which is below his season average of fifty-eight percent. I mean, when you're hurt for three or four of those games playing through some Lakers games, it's going to affect that. He's averaging one point one six fantasy points a minute. Booker's right around one point one in three hundred and twelve minutes of play. And oh yeah, a forty percent assist percentage. On the year he's at about forty-three percent. A forty percent assist percentage for Chris Paul. That's why we like him because he's going to go out there, he's going to shoot 54% on his 10 to 15 attempts, he's going to score you 10 to 15 to 20 fantasy real life points and then he's going to go out there and get double digit assists when he plays this many minutes and that's the big thing. Like when Chris Paul is projected to play 38, even if he only plays 36 this isn't the regular season where he's playing literally 30 minutes per game and in 30 minutes per game at a 40% assist percentage he was getting you 10 assists. Now he's going to be playing extra 6 to 8 to 10 minutes per game. You can be damn sure that you're going to be in line for double doubles left and right at a Chris Paul. I like Chris Paul a lot today there's a chance that yet again Chris Paul is my favorite play on the entire slate right now I have Chris Paul for those 38 minutes and about 43.6 fantasy points he is currently projected for tied for second with Devin Booker for most points on the slate the only guy for more is Paul George on the opposite side now DeAndre Ayton we can talk about him continues to dominate on both ends of the court he's the first player error in the shot clock era to shoot 70 plus percent in his first 12 playoff games. He shot 80 percent in that last game of 12 of 15 shooting. 35 minutes of play, 14 boards, and he was a plus four overall while on the court. And obviously the Ali Uli, Ali, Ali, Ali Uli, the Ali Uli, the Valley Uli dunk. I keep saying Uli. What the fuck's in Uli? I hope that's not something derogative. But here we go. The Valley Oop dunk to end it. <laughs> Jesus. Woof. We talked about Booker being slow by Pat Bev, had seven of those nine turnovers. I don't expect that to happen again. And then the team stats, they only shot 23% from three. So this is a team that's going to shoot really well. Now Chris Paul back, 23% from three. Look, we haven't talked about the spread in this one. They came into this, I believe, the Suns as just minus one. I getting Chris Paul back and adding campaign to the bench unit and not having to play 10 to 12 minutes of Ito on more and now getting a lot more ball security. Like the fact that I took yesterday minus one for Phoenix, they're already down to minus one and a half. I would assume by the time the game starts, they'll be to minus two to minus two and a half as much as I want this series to go on more. And I don't want it to go three Oh, because then it's basically a wrap with no Kawhi Leonard. I wanted that split to go one, one. Maybe you get a game five in there. That's meaningful. I'm going with right now. I have already placed Phoenix minus one. I still like the minus one and a half out there just they're going on the road sure, but now you're getting chris paul back it's totally different dimensions here marcus Morris still looks bang up they don't have the bodies to even guard campaign let alone campaign plus chris paul now and they got the bad devin booker game last time out it's too much i'm gonna be taking right now the phoenix out of this one at minus one now from phoenix overall for fantasy purposes from draft games fan that type of stuff i would rank my interest on the phoenix side I almost broke the fucking mic chris paul jay crowder booker ayton bridges cam johnson tory craig in that order. No Cameron Payne interest now as he's going to play about half the minutes, if not a third of the minutes, off the bench. As you see, he played 38 last game out. I have him at 14 now. There's the rest of the minutes. I have Sarge for 12, Tory Craig for 13. And then to finish up the props that I have today, I currently have Chris Paul over 8.5 assists. We just talked about it. This is a guy who was averaging a 40% assist percentage in the postseason. When he was playing 30 minutes a game, his 40% assist percentage resulted in about 10 assists per game. Now he's going to play 36 to 38 minutes in a close game today. I feel very good about the over eight and a half assists. I have Chris Paul today for 10.7 assists. So eight and a half, we'll take the over. And then I take the over 11 and a half real life points for McCall Bridges. McCall Bridges last time out did not have this. He only had five points. But if you look at that for the, the past five games before that, it's 14, 14, 11, 16, and 23 real life points. I'll take the over 11 and a half points there for McCall Bridges. He Gets enough shot attempts. He's going to shoot in this game about 10 times. He'll probably shoot somewhere between three and five three pointers. It just comes down to is he knocking down his shots at a 55% clip like he's used to, or is it 29% like last time out and he's not going to be getting you there? As an efficient shooter, as an efficient player, I'll be taking the over 11.5 points on call Bridges. So those are the four props that we have right now. You can go back and look at them if you need more. You can check out any other props that you want to. As long as you use the code SAL when you want to place them over on Prize Picks or honestly anywhere else, but Prize Picks, you're going to get that free deposit match, so why not? limited time offer get it in now even if you want to save it for the nfl season that deposit bonus those free bets you get might as well get it in now before they take that limited time offer away you know you're gonna sign up and at one point anyways just do it right now what are you waiting for so thank you for tuning in today that is where we're at right now that's where we're at for the the props we just talked about we are on phoenix minus one and that's sad because that would mean it goes down 3-0 but what are you gonna do and oh yeah we have already talked about the fantasy purposes which right now my overall top plays would be pat beverly paul george chris paul Those are my favorite three plays on the slate today for the showdown slates. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be live later today. Be sure to hit the notification bell so you know when we're going live. And if you're brand new to the channel, get into the comments section. Give me some feedback. Yeah, have any questions, reach out on Twitter or in the channel or in the Patreon Discord. If you want to get into that Discord, down below, get into Patreon, Lineup Optimizer, all that type of stuff. Increase your chances of winning. Reduce your research time.